What do Montana, Vermont, New Jersey, Michigan, and Arkansas have in common? Well, not a ton just yet, but if the polling is to be trusted, they could all be states where recreational marijuana is legal. There's been a lot of confusion and legalese around what is happening with Arkansas Issue 4, so let's buckle up and get ready to talk about marijuana. Hi, I'm Matthew Moore, and this is Natural Election, a podcast from Ozarks at Large and KUAF, all about elections in Arkansas. Throughout this series, we'll examine what it takes to vote in the natural state ahead of the election on November 8th. We've addressed two of the four ballot measures so far on this show that are looking to amend the Constitution. Both of those amendments are what are called legislatively referred constitutional amendments. Like it sounds, these are put on the ballot by the legislature as an opportunity for Arkansas voters to decide if they want to amend the state constitution. But this one is a citizen-initiated constitutional amendment. These kinds of measures are brought forward by citizens or citizen groups, signatures are collected, and then presented to the Secretary of State. With me today to help explain what's going on is Ozarks at Large reporter Jacqueline Froelich, who's been reporting extensively on Arkansas Issue 4. Thanks so much for coming on Natural Election, Jackie. Thanks, Matthew. The Arkansas Supreme Court on September 23rd decided to allow a citizen-initiated ballot question to legalize recreational marijuana to be counted in the upcoming general election. Can you summarize how we got to this point in Arkansas? It started with a political interest group called Responsible Growth Arkansas fueled by a lot of state medical marijuana industry donations, organized a professional petition drive this summer to get recreational marijuana or cannabis legalization on the ballot this fall. Submitted in late July, more than 193,000 Arkansas pre-verified voter signatures to the state secretary of state for validation. Twice the number required. Yeah, yeah, they, they did their due diligence on that. What does the ballot measure aim to do? It's complicated, but if approved by a majority, over 50% of voters November 8th, the Citizen Initiative will amend the state's 2016 voter-initiated medical marijuana law, known as Amendment 98, to accommodate recreational marijuana production, distribution, and sales. It would allow adults 21 and over to legally purchase and possess up to one ounce of recreational marijuana sold over-the-counter at dispensaries across the state as flour in food and in tinctures. Right. So what we're actually doing is we're amending an amendment, right? Right. Uh, after the petitions passed through the hands of the Secretary of State, the Arkansas Board of Election Commissioners, now charged with approving citizen initiatives, unanimously voted to reject this ballot measure, right? It was expected that there would be glitches. And, right, commissioners claim the title, which is a two-page long ballot title, is misleading and fails to cite THC dosage limits for edible recreational cannabis products. THC is the intoxicating stuff in marijuana, if you don't know. Mm -hmm. And Responsible Growth Arkansas says the current medical cannabis law, Amendment 98, in which this proposed recreational marijuana ballot measure is embedded, clearly cites that limit to be 10 milligrams of THC. 
Right. So that's when it's to your benefit that you're amending an amendment because it's already been stated in the previous amendment, right? Yeah. So as I understand it, the ballot measure aims to repeal these THC limits in recreational marijuana consumables. Yes. And I spoke with the Responsible Growth Arkansas attorney about this specifically, and she says new limits will be determined by the State Alcohol, Beverage, and Control Board, who also will decide protective child-proof packaging once the law goes into effect. Also, state cannabis law mandates that all Arkansas products must be tested with THC content listed on packaging labels. I actually met the state tester at a marijuana expo that was held up here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I saw that Governor Asa Hutchinson a few weeks ago posted a tweet citing a group called Safe and Secure Communities who is opposed to the recreational marijuana initiative, showing an older black man and a young woman who are stoned laying in the floor in a very kind of esoteric matter. <laughs> yeah. And a month earlier, Hutchinson warned law enforcement at a police convention about the ballot measure. That's because it passed a portion of tax revenue from the sales of recreational marijuana, like medical marijuana, mm-hmm. will go towards law enforcement stipends, along with 10% to UAMS for cancer research and 5% to drug court. Here's that audio. Uh, I hope that we can stand firm as a law enforcement community in opposition to this. And the reason I oppose it is simply this, that it will increase the usage of marijuana. I believe that marijuana is a harmful drug. It will allow for 100 new licenses to be issued for either growing or dispensing marijuana. Uh, Eight of those licenses will be for the cultivation of marijuana in unlimited quantities. In other words, the grow quantities will not be limited in eight of those. So that's the governor vocally lobbying against the initiative in advance of the Arkansas Supreme Court decision. What was decided by the Supreme Court? Yeah, it was really interesting. A majority of the seven-member Arkansas Supreme Court voted in favor of Responsible Growth Arkansas's ballot initiative. I read the court's 24-page opinion where Associate Justice Robin Wynn for the majority writes, quote, We conclude that the ballot title at issue is not insufficient for not explicitly stating that the proposed amendment would eliminate THC dosage limits in food and drink containing usable marijuana, end quote, and that, quote, the ballot title identifies the sections of Amendment 98 that would be repealed and provisions that would replace those sections, end quote. And Wynn further states Quote, the people will decide whether to approve the proposed amendment in November, end quote. And concurring with the majority, Justice Rhonda Wood wrote, quote, our constitutional government works best when courts maintain their limited role in this process and permit the people to pursue their constitutional power, referring to citizen promulgated ballot measures. Regna populus. <laughs> right. And Justice Wood also wrote the first power listed is the initiative. The people reserve to themselves the power to propose legislative measures, laws, and amendments to the Constitution and to enact or reject the same at the polls, independent 
of the General Assembly, end quote. State lawmakers can make laws, but so can the people. And I don't think a lot of people can realize this, but yeah. more certainly are this election cycle with the recreational ballot initiative, recreational marijuana ballot initiative. And Arkansas is among a dozen states that allows what's called for direct democracy, but only six states are petition initiated like Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Through direct democracy, Arkansas has approved ballot measures to legalize medical marijuana, casino gambling, and more. Right, right. So what happens now, Jackie? Well, expect an onslaught of campaign ads on television and socials for and against recreational marijuana. Responsible Growth Arkansas has so far raised more than $4 million and is frequently paying to have this core ad focused on tax collections to support law enforcement widely broadcast. Here's an excerpt. Issue four will safely legalize the sale of cannabis to adults 21 and older and creates revenue that goes to more funding for local police departments, more funding for protecting our communities, more funding for safer streets. A vote for issue four is a vote to support our police. We've also started to see countervailing campaign ads, most notably from an outlier conservative PAC, Safe and Secure Communities, which has entered the Arkansas with their concerns, which you've been investigating, mm-hmm. that's raised more than $2 million. Here's their clip. Proponents of Issue 4 claim legalizing marijuana will protect our communities, but the facts tell a different story. In states that have legalized marijuana, marijuana-related traffic deaths have doubled, youth drug use has skyrocketed, and a major hospital reported that nearly 50% of newborns are testing positive for marijuana. Issue 4 places our children and our communities at risk. Arkansas is better off without legalized marijuana. Vote no on Issue 4. So a couple of things about that negative campaign ad funded by Safe and Secure Communities. According to the Journal of the Study of Alcohol and Drugs, the ability to document a direct causal link between marijuana use and crash risk have been inconclusive. Unlike alcohol, there's no good objective measure of just how impaired a marijuana user has become. That article is very interesting. Until marijuana impairment can be accurately measured, we won't be able to link it to crash risk, researchers say. And as for newborns testing positive for pot, I found the source of their claim, a hospital in Pueblo, Colorado, where recreational cannabis and medical cannabis are both legal. What hospital data actually show is that of 52 babies born, 11 were drug tested, and of those 11, five were positive for THC. So safe and secure communities data is misleading there. However, I did look up the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists who warn pregnant people avoid consuming any cannabis, medical or recreational, due to lack of scientific data on how it affects prenatal and postnatal health. And that's because... And this is really crucial. Marijuana remains a federally outlawed drug, Mm -hmm. so federal NIH-funded drug research remains scant. Mm. Yeah, and so until there's more research available, you know, we we really can't know fully the effects of of what marijuana does, not just to pregnant people, but to people in general, right? That's that's something that hopefully— you know, when this sort of stuff becomes more regulated and becomes more available, we'll have better research on it, is the hope. What does polling show regarding voter preferences on legalizing recreational marijuana? 
Talk Business and Politics Hendricks College survey results issued in mid-September, as you know, shows that 59% of likely voters in Arkansas are in favor of the ballot measure, 29% oppose, and 13% are undecided. Right. I actually spoke with Robert Kuhn, who's a, a, an analyst about this polling, and he pointed out that there is favorability amongst all party affiliations in Arkansas. Democrats are largely supportive, I think about 75 percent uh, supportive. Uh, independents are about 63 percent supportive. Uh, so they're kind of that's where the really the base is coming in. Republicans are more evenly split. Our survey kind of had um, about a four point approve uh, support side uh, for those that would like to see it go into effect. But, you know, it's still pretty close. I don't know, as you know, you're you're more traditional Republican voters, maybe solidify, maybe that number comes down a little bit. But even having some nominal support from Republican voters, I think, gives this gives it the boost to put it where it is. And of course, it's worth noting that this polling was conducted before the Arkansas Supreme Court ruled that the votes for this measure would be counted. So uh, there's likely room for this polling to sway. Yeah. Expect to see a lot of campaign ads for and against this on your screens this autumn. I believe what's at stake here, however, is Arkansas's reputation, ranked as one of the nation's top 10 Republican states in the U.S. based on voter preferences, not to mention a legislature making national news for being among the first states to criminalize abortion, make voting more complex, and bars trans youngsters from engaging in sport and access to gender-affirming medical care. Still, Arkansas voters in 2016, when (laughs) former President Trump was elected, voted to legalize medical marijuana. To date, 19 other states have legalized recreational pot. In this election cycle, four states, Missouri, South and North Dakota, and Maryland have recreational marijuana legalization on their ballots. Jacqueline Frillick, reporter for Ozarks at Large, thanks so much for your reporting on this. And thank you, Matthew, for covering this. We'll be right back. Mike check one, two. This is Ryan Versi, KUAF's underwriting director. KUAF now produces eight podcasts with important topics ranging from mental health to cryptocurrency with more than 20,000 downloads a month. You can reach these listeners with information about your business or organization by sponsoring a podcast like Ozarks at Large, Resilient Black Women, Undisciplined, or others. To learn more about sponsoring a podcast on KUAF, email me at ryan at KUAF.com. That's R-Y-A-N at KUAF.com. As Jackie and I talked about briefly, some polling came out in mid-September with a question around Arkansas Issue 4. Robert Kuhn is a managing partner with Impact Management Group and a Republican consultant. And he says the favorability on recreational marijuana is not just spread across political affiliation, but also age groups. You know, I think as people might expect, you know, the younger folks are, the more supportive they are of the measure as it stands today. But interestingly, and even among the oldest category that we that we test, the 65 plus group, there was still a plurality that says they would support it overall. So, you know, you're talking about a difference between support in the 40s compared to support in the 70 percent range, right, for younger voters, the youngest category. But still, it's not a situation where older voters are 
adamantly against it. When this poll was conducted, we were not 100% sure if votes on the ballot would count. Now we know that they will. Do you anticipate this number, this 58% will change? And how do you expect that to change? Well, I think it definitely could. Um, I think a lot of the, you know, the the efforts by opponents to issue four have been in the courts thus far. Uh, you saw a couple different groups organize and, and intervene uh, to try to keep it off the ballot. I think what you what you'll see now is those groups will, you know, clearly already have some fundraising under their belts, and I think they'll transist their message to trying to educate the public instead of uh, fighting in the court. So. They're going to do you know, everything they can to try to demonstrate to voters you know, why they think it's a bad proposal. But obviously, the other side, the pro side, will be doing the same thing. You know, no real campaign dollars from uh, communicating to voters have really happened on either side. I think the big thing here is you know, where we have been with medical marijuana and you know, the, the sky didn't fall, I think, for a lot of people with medical marijuana. So all of the fears that were kind of put out there about what that would look like, uh, maybe didn't take place. And so a lot of people are comfortable with it. They have familiarity with it. And I think that's probably where some of this, you know, kind of surprising support comes from. Kuhn reiterates that we're getting ready to see a lot of money spent on ads. And he thinks the burden is on those opposed to recreational marijuana to come out and demonstrate why the idea is bad. You know, I think the best arguments really that can be made in campaigns are, are the ones that are concrete that you can point to specific situations rather than hypotheticals. So I think for the for the opposition to be effective, you know, talking about things that could happen or hypothetical situations that could develop is probably not a compelling message. I think if they can point to specifics in other states uh, where maybe the tax revenue hasn't been what proponents promised or that they've uh, had problems with incarceration or underage use, things like that. If they can demonstrate specific examples from other jurisdictions, I think that gives them a little bit more ability to be successful and and maybe you know putting some doubt into people's minds. But as Kuhn reminds us, polls tell us the present. They do not predict the future. There's a lot of things moving around us in the world, and people's views can change you know, relatively quickly. I'm sure there'll be some other numbers come out closer to the election. Those might be a little bit more indicative of where things end up and have a finer point on it. But as it stands today, kind of before the big dollars are spent, I think this, this poll accurately shows where, where people's initial views are. Next week, how do we make sure voting is accessible to all people? I think what it really comes down to is less around the conditions that it takes to vote, and it's more just about accessibility more than anything else. Those are the complaints I hear about. Less about registering to vote, but accessibility to those places. Natural Election is a production of KUAF Public Radio and Ozarks at Large. It's hosted by me, Matthew Moore, Daniel Carruth, and Rachel Sanchez-Smith. Special thanks to Jacqueline Froelich for her reporting on recreational marijuana. If you missed our live conversation at the Prior Center, you can go listen to that now. Just go back one episode in the feed. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday.